0: It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place?
1: Right. I had all this knowledge, but even with the knowledge, I didn't take action because I was stuck in taking that first step. Mm. I've I've learned I struggle with the first step. But once I take the first step, the next hundred are easy. Mm. But I
0: struggle with the first one. Are you setting your course? Are you taking the first step? My guest on the show is an example of someone living a good life by design, a man who came from humble beginnings. Rocky Lavani was born in India. and When he was two years old, his family emigrated to the US. And while it was a great opportunity. The family had to start at the bottom. It was a tough beginning, but they worked hard, as immigrant families do, and the American dream inspired them to build their wealth. During Rocky's early life, there were lots of success and money conversations with other ex- expat community. And while listening to these family chats, he learned the importance of negotiation and how to hustle. Starting with his paper round, he discovered how good service leads to good tips. At college, he was buying and selling stuff until he secured a real estate license and started to sell properties. After finishing high school and going to college... He did a degree in in economics and went out into the world to work. He did many jobs, but he eventually built a solid business, creating operational management spreadsheets for small businesses. Rocky's challenge was that he found it almost impossible to take the first step and move his life forward. Our conversation is not about the work he did, but the wisdom he developed. We touch on mentors, health, fitness, food and so much more. All the steps that helped him to move forward and build the life he wanted. Today, Rocky calls himself the Chief Profitability Advisor for small business owners and he teaches them how to ensure they get paid and make profit a priority. But he also runs the site Soul, which is about living a life on purpose. Let's join the conversation with Rocky Lavani this is life passion and business and we're about the journey that we take on this mysterious thing they call life what's it all been about for you my friend where did it all start
1: where did my life start my life started actually in india that's where i was born Mm -hmm. and my parents immigrated to the united states when i was two so it was their second time kind of starting life over and at that time, the world was very different. So you were only allowed to convert so much currency. So mm. we kind of started off on the wrong side of the tracks. Mm. Um, but very quickly, what I saw was them and their friends kind of move up the economic ladder and start to create success. Mm. And one of the things <clears throat> that they would do was get together and kind of talk about how everyone was doing. How were things going? and. Part of that was just money conversations. So they would talk about money and how much they were paying for things, how much they were making, where they were investing. And I saw this group of people kind of have that that great uh, American dream kind of success over time. Mm -hmm. And sometime when I was a kid, I just decided, because I saw different economic levels. I'm like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to get rich and... So I started learning and figuring out this process, and you know, I followed the typical path. I was very entrepreneurial as a kid, but then I went to college, and you get out of college, and back then, it was really difficult to get information. You know, hmm. it was the time where information was gold. Hmm. Today, information's everywhere. Yeah. Taking action is gold. Yeah. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. figuring out which is the right information. So. I went and I got a job and I did well and I, I made great money um, and I built my wealth. But I would always look around and I'm like, why aren't there more millionaires? Like, why aren't more people successful? Like, what is this key to this whole thing? Mm. And I realized that most people didn't grow up talking about money. And then I looked around and I'm like, you know what? School did not teach me how to build wealth. I have a Bachelor of Science in Economics, I have an MBA. <laughs> neither of those taught me how to build wealth. And, and now I realize that money is much more of a taboo topic. And I think that's why so many people struggle with it. And, and I've, I have these conversations now with people all over the world. And I think in many cultures, that is the case. The other thing that we don't do, which I was taught to do, is to negotiate, right? Learn how to get what you want, for less. In in third world countries, negotiations, just a part of life. There are no fixed prices for things. It's all a matter of what will the market kind of bear. Um, So it was an interesting journey as a kid. I didn't, you know, I would sit there and listen to them and be bored, but I was getting an education that much later in life has served Mm. me well. And, And it's allowed me to live, you know, a great life.
0: Did you have a, a, a like a, a mixed culture upbringing, like an Indian upbringing in America? Or were you were, did, did they take on the American upbringing as well completely?
1: It, it was somewhat mixed in the sense that my parents believed, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Hmm. Right. But that didn't mean at home we didn't follow our Indian culture and we would still do the we would still live in that Indian way. And the culture was at home but it didn't mean you couldn't celebrate American traditions. So, Mm. you know, you, you, it's supposed to be a melting pot, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, and so I I think it was a bit of both, you know, my kids make fun of us now. They're like, we're coconuts, we're brown on the outside, white on the inside, you know, because we've grown up in America kind of type of thing. And we've taken on the norms of the culture and we're okay with that. We're happy that, America's a great place
0: we've enjoyed it if it
1: wasn't we should probably go somewhere else yeah
0: I mean so I'm, I'm, the way I ask the question is some people have a very kind of strange relationship with the country they're living in the culture that they you know, they, have to have, they have the culture at home and the culture outside the door it's kind of weird it it
1: it is I think because I was so young mm-hmm. I did not know Indian culture and I wasn't brought up in that mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up in American culture
0: mm-hmm you're right though about money. I mean, I mean, my early memories of money was there was always never enough. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I can remember my father, I mean, I can have a very early memory of my father, counting out money uh, on the bed, putting money in, in different envelopes on the bed. Mm-hmm. And he kept doing this, because there wasn't enough money for the envelopes on the bed. So he would keep Picking it back up again and checking it to try and see how you could make it work. Cause there wasn't enough. Yeah, you know, and, and I and I and you could you could hear he wasn't saying anything, but you could hear he was getting frustrated about the fact that there wasn't enough money to pay all the bills that were on the on the on the, on the yeah. And and so
1: that envelope system is a phenomenal system because it tells you up front how much you have to spend and it gives every <clears throat> dollar a job and a purpose. Mm. And that is the way people used to do money. Today we just Wasted, <laughs> um, But if you can go back to that, then, then it's a question of, hey, how do I earn some more money? And that's, again, a <clears> conversation we don't talk about enough. You go to school for all these years. For what purpose? To get a job and make money. But nobody teaches you how to ask for a raise. Nobody teaches you how to earn more, how to build more wealth, unfortunately. Or you have all these people who are hyping it. We'll make you rich this weekend. Buy Bitcoin. Dude, it's like craziness um
0: and, and it's I, I also think money's got money's got a bit of a bad rep doesn't it really it's got a bit of a bad reputation i mean money doesn't care either what you think about it Mo- you know money's, money's no. happy. Money, money's fine however you treat it but it's got a bit of a bad reputation mm-hmm. in terms of its, it's misuse or it's uh, as you say the people that have the get rich kit quick schemes and also people have this this strange thing that they'll be happy when they're rich mm, i had that <laughs> How'd that work out for you?
1: <laughs> I you, one day you wake up and you go, okay, I I built the well. Why am I not thrilled? Where, where is what I thought this was going to give me? Yeah, and and it that began the next journey. Right, you climb the wrong mountain. You know, you got to go back and climb the right mountain. And I think there's another thing we are not taught in life: how to pick your mountain, how to pick your journey. And how to pick your path. Everyone's trying to walk somebody else's path, but
0: that's somebody else's life. Well, you're answering my question before I get there. But, <laughs> that, you know, but that's it, isn't it? It's, that's why this podcast is structured the way it is. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll come back to that point and we'll, we'll, we'll explore okay. that detail when, when I get to that question. But let's talk about passion for you. I mean, obviously money was an early passion because you were chasing it. But what, mm-hmm. what, what have you found has been the thing that's gone right the way through your life in terms of a passion or something that you that you consider a purpose a consider a real motivation for you. So part of that is, is, is gaining wisdom, mm-hmm. right?
1: It's, it's how do we, I think we've all been told certain things. We, we started with, you know, American culture, American culture is consumerism, mm. right? That is a big part of it, but that's not life. We have forgotten, I think how to live. Mm. And so a big thing for me is how do I live in how do I gain wisdom and how do I gain control of my mind? How do I turn off all that chatter and that noise and all that and just be happy, right? Because at the end of the day, I have everything I need. And yet there's this constant struggle back and forth. And it's learning to quiet that down and, and do that. So, Because your
0: culture has that in it, doesn't it? I mean, the Indian culture is closer to that ideal than the US culture, that's for sure.
1: It is. And so now I'm kind of going back to those roots and learning. And it's not just Indian culture, but I think it's it's Eastern culture, Mm, whether it's Buddhism or uh, Hinduism or, or yoga or or all of these these people. You know, I always used to hear stories when I was growing up of of people who could control their heart rate. Right, People who had the ability to control the functions of their body, who didn't need to breathe much, who, who could do all of these types of things. But we forget how to control our body mm-hmm.
0: and our thoughts.
1: And so I think when you're in control, that's truly amazing. But yeah. it's not easy to figure out, and, and it requires time and quiet. Right. We're all living such busy lives. It it really comes down to they sit for
0: hours. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, yeah. How do you sit for hours? That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, and it's that it's but it's the simple thing. It's learning to breathe properly into the body. And it's all those things. Isn't it? it's
1: like Just before I got on here, I did. Do you know Wim Hof? Yes. In his. So I was just that's what I, I was breathing just before we got on this call and spent 10, 12 minutes working on it. And I even have another thing Well, people can't see this. This is a, it's a, it's a breathing apparatus that actually puts pressure. So when you inhale, it puts pressure on the air coming in. And when you exhale, it puts pressure on the air going out so that you can build up your lung capacity and make them stronger. So it's another thing that I kind of work with. Um, but yeah, we forget how to breathe.
0: Uh, I think it was either a film or maybe in a book I read somewhere about some young man who'd gone into the monastery as a young Westerner gone into the monastery first day. And he sees this class of of youngsters, like, you know, seven or eight year olds, maybe even younger being taught by someone who's a teenager and they're all standing there and they're breathing and and it's their first day. And he says, he said to the teenager, well, what were you teaching them? he says, well, we teach what we teach everyone. The first day we teach them to breathe. Well, what else would you teach them? like what well, we teach them letters well we teach people how to breathe the first thing they do it's that's, that's the important thing because you're going to do it all your life so you may as well hand it properly
1: <laughs> that is correct you are going to do it all your life when you stop it's done <laughs> <laughs> and yet we aren't taught how to breathe no
0: no we're not but there we are so uh i mean did you come by that passion that journey early or did you did you is it taking you a while to pick that one up this this idea of i
1: I think it was always there, but it was always in the background. Mm. And again, it comes back to what I said before. It used to be that trying to find this information was impossible. Yeah. Or when you got a book, it was, I couldn't understand it, right? There's this book. It's telling me these things, but I don't understand it. And how am I supposed to have this conversation with somebody? Mm. Because back then it was a dollar a minute to call India it's, you know, it, it it was just a different world. We weren't connected. And so you you couldn't even find who was real and who was fake and all of that. I think what changed is probably in the last 10 years, I started to meet people much more so, started to find the people who could help me unlock the keys and then. You get into a rabbit hole. Okay, here's the first thing, and you start here, and then here's the second thing, and then here's the third thing. I think one of those those things that opened me up was Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. and I was given his book, The Four Hour Body. So I struggled with weight and strength my whole life. Like I would go to the gym, and like nothing would happen, right? And and it's because of we're taught the wrong diets. I, I took a class in college on, on nutrition. I think I still have the book. It's all wrong. It's horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: And Tim's an experimenter. He's crazy experimenter, but you start to learn different things. And because of that, I was able to lose a lot of weight. I'm in my fifties and I'm strong. This morning I did left at 275. you know? And okay. so I, I want to be because I know when I'm in the seventies and eighties, If I want to be healthy, then I got to be healthy today. And so I do the little things that build up to that. And I'm constantly learning and trying different things and learning how to be stronger and stronger.
0: Mm. We don't
1: have to get weaker as we age.
0: No, we don't, do we? We, we, No, that's true. And I've noticed that I'm I'm as fit as I I have ever been in my life because of yoga and running and that I do. So, yes, I really appreciate where you're coming from. So going back to that, that, you know, that young Rocky, what was the things that you enjoyed doing when you were young? What you know, when you were a child, what was it? What, I mean, you said you had these conversations with money, but it, you can't, your life can't be about money early on. Well, so, I mean, if I go back to high school, yeah, I was,
1: I was working from the time I was 12 or 13 years old. Wow. Uh, my first money-making endeavor was a paper route. Mm-hmm. And, so from the paper route, I quickly learned there were two ways to make money with your paper route. You get your base wages, which weren't much. It might be 20 bucks a week, but I could earn 25 to 30 in tips, right? So now I'm making 50 bucks a week and it's the early 80s. So what is that in today's dollars? A, a few hundred dollars? Yeah. I, I always was a kid with money. And then the other thing is if you sold subscriptions You would also get, you know, extra money. So you learned how to kind of play the system. And people were different back then. People, if you didn't do something right, people would call you out. Like they would be like, hey, this is the way I want my newspaper delivered. And I quickly learned that if I gave them great customer service, they would give me a tip. And so it was really a a life lesson in how to serve. And then from that, the other thing is because I knew how to negotiate and find deals, yeah. we lived outside of New York City in New Jersey, and I would go into New York City and I would buy stuff wholesale and I would come back and I would mark it up 100 percent and sell it to my teachers and friends. Actually, one teacher saw me making so much money, he started to do it. <laughs> so, I, you know, I was always building wealth. I was the kid in college drinking good beer and always had money in my pocket because i was willing to hustle to make a buck mm. now i also love to read so I, back then i was reading a lot more fiction uh, versus self-help books and back then i don't know that self-help books were as easy to find or
0: or no there were specialist bookshops in those days weren't they really
1: yeah the library only had mainstream what they curated which wasn't very good indeed <clears throat> And so I think there was a lot of just judgments that I had to let go of and mm-hmm. things that I had to, to leave. And then I was a technology kid. So I was the kid who had the first computer and learning how to take them apart, put them together. I always did stuff with my hands as well. So I learned how to build things, fix things, repair things, and always just showing up and trying something different. So was that
0: the business you went into?
1: No, so that was the pro so here's the thing. like as a kid, I learned how to to, um, how to build ho- like not how to build houses, but how to lay tile, how to uh, do framing, how to do wiring, you know, how to put a roof on a house. I had my real estate license when I was in college, so I was selling real estate. I grew up hearing all these people talk about real estate, but I never took action on it. I never bought any real estate until I was in my 40s. Right. I had all this knowledge, but even with the knowledge, I didn't take action because I was stuck in taking that first step. Mm. I've, I've learned I struggle with the first step, but once I take the first step, the next hundred are easy, mm. but I struggle with the first one. So when I was in high school, I was teaching accountants how to go from paper ledger to electronic spreadsheets with VisiCalc. I didn't realize the power of spreadsheets. I I thought I was going to start a business when I got out of college. Hey, I'll build you spreadsheets. But I didn't know how to market. Hey, I'll build you spreadsheets and what the value was to the business owner. Today, that's what I do. I I build spreadsheets for business owners to help them understand what's going on in their business. But it took me 30 years to figure it out. So I'm on this slow journey. I have no regrets though, because it allowed me to enjoy life, right? Mm -hmm. I had balance and and we don't even use the word balance anymore because when you think of balance, everything, people think everything needs to be equal and that's never going to happen. So we talk about harmony. How do you create harmony in your life? Different parts are going to be more important at different times, Yeah, but you've got to create the song for your life. That's enjoyable.
0: And that works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's been the tough bits for you? What's been a tough what's been the tough bits for you? The shit bits. Which bit which bits have been been like, hmm.
1: Oh. Hard. Um you know, I I don't think I ever understood the power of relationships.
0: Mm.
1: Right? I was horrible at that. And so I didn't build up the proper networks to begin with. I didn't realize, you know, we grew up where, hey, if you're smart, you'll be successful. Nobody said, oh, you have to build relationships. Like I grew up, my generation before me was like, you get a job and you work in the same company for your life. If you jump jobs, that's bad. Well, that whole rule changed in my early twenties and I didn't get the message.
0: <laughs> I was, the, I I was the same. I stayed in the job for 20 plus years. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
1: And, and I did jump around a little bit, but I really didn't understand the power of relationships. I didn't understand the power of scaling and how that would be. I, I, I kind of lived in a bubble and I wasn't, always open to, to, to seeing the rest of the bubble. And that's been the biggest part of my journey is opening up the bubble.
0: Hmm. Hmm. So look, we touched on success and a moment ago about people living other people's success journeys. And I, and I think that's such, such a huge thing in the world these days is that uh, obviously the American dream has a set structure to it. And it's, I mean, it's not just the American dream. It's the, it's the society model that we teach with the kids, you know, and it, and it While it works to get kids through school into into the working world, it doesn't always lead to happy people at the end of it. How did you get through that yourself?
1: So success for me is time freedom.
0: Mm.
1: Right. It's the it's the ability to have time to do what I love and want. So it's the time to be able to spend an hour at the gym every morning. Yeah. Right. It's the time to be able to read books. It's the time to be able to not rush out of the house first thing. It's the time. My kids are older now. It was the time to be able to be at all their events, Hmm. to coach their sports and the other activities that they were part of. It was the time to be at the dinner table. Yeah. Right. These are all the things we forget about it. Life is pretty simple. Doing simple is hard. Too many people are running around like hamsters on a wheel. And to me, it's about time freedom. And then along with time freedom is money freedom, because you can have all the time in the world. But if you don't have the money to do the things you want, it is a struggle. Then you sit there and you count your money and you look at the envelopes and go, this isn't working. But when you have time and money freedom, then the only problem in life is you. And it's conquering yourself and, and all your own issues and negativities and whatever that that's holding you back from being enough in your own mind.
0: Yeah, I guess it is actually, isn't it? It's, it is about it's about setting your own journey, your own course, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, and 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 having the confidence to stay with it. Correct.
1: It, it, self-worth and self-confidence is a big part of it. And, mm. and so as you go on this journey, I think we're stuck with this word failure. And I think people misunderstand this word. There is no such thing as failure. There's only giving up. Mm. You fail when you give up. Yeah. But if you keep showing up, well, yeah, we're all going to have mistakes, Right. But that's all they are. They're an experiment. You tried something, it didn't work for you. Yeah. Okay. What's your next experiment? What yeah. are you going to do differently next time? Too often do? people do the same thing over and over again and they <laughs> wonder why nothing changes. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Try
0: and, something. Yeah, and, the, and it's and it's difficult to see uh, see the difference, isn't it? People do this. You said they do the same thing over and over again because they've seen that work for other people, but they don't see it work for themselves um and well first of all they haven't seen the the total
1: part of it right Mm. so you see somebody walking down the street Mm. oh they look fit and healthy i'll do what they do you will you'll show up at the gym you'll eat this way you'll make these choices but they won't do that right when i lost all my weight people looked at me they're like are you okay are you sick right because everyone thinks maybe you know especially if you're in midlife I'm like, no, I'm perfectly healthy. Life is good. What's the secret? And I would say these two words and it would stop the conversation. Diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that wasn't what I was looking for. Don't you have a magical pill?
0: No, Don't you yeah. have
1: some new fangled way? No, it's really simple. What mm. you eat and how you move. And yet we hate those words, but we all
0: have. (laughs) I have heard it said, actually, and I think it's probably very true. Bodies are built in the kitchen and polished in the gym. That is true. So what I've heard is six
1: pack abs are made in the kitchen.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, I grew up through a, a time where we went from. The world shifted from actually cooking. To eating stuff out of a box. Mm. And a lot of the early studies, I think what we were told, like I remember being told, butter is bad, eat margarine. Mm. Right? Uh, Wrong. It's so wrong. Mm. And we went from eating real food to chemical food. Yeah. And if you look at a chicken today versus a chicken 50 or 75 years ago, they are not the same chicken. So I I think we we've been given the wrong information about diet. And I think the two worst things that we can eat are sugar and vegetable oil. And the two main ingredients of everything we eat that comes out of a box
0: is sugar and vegetable oil. Yeah. I'm trying to agree with you. (laughs) So there we are. So how do you look at contribution? So for me, it's, it's,
1: Two things at the, at the first is teaching people about money Mm -hmm. and the simple concepts of building wealth, but understand the money is not going to give you the happiness, but it's going to give you the freedom to start building life. And so then it's talking about how do you build your life? And one of the biggest things I ask people, how many of you have a life plan that's written out? Hmm. And most people do not, when I say most, 98, 99 percent of people don't have a life plan. And this is what causes them trouble. So let's take an example. If I want to go on vacation, right? I say to the world, I want to go on vacation. Well, people are going to give me a hundred choices. Yeah. Now I'm confused and I can't do anything. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, should I go to Alaska or should I go to London? But if I say to people, hey, I want to go on vacation and I want to go to London right now. I've defined it. Now I can ask the question. Someone goes, Oh, but Alaska is so cool. I said, that's wonderful, but I'm going to London. Do you Mm -hmm. have any information to get me to London and how to enjoy London? So I've turned all the noise off and I've become focused. The same thing happens with your life. Define what you want for your life and, You can build the main principles up front. Understand that every 10 years, we are going to be a different person, right? Mm -hmm. So your 10-year-old self and your 21-year-old self are two different people than your 31-year-old self, which is far different than your 51-year-old self. So sit down and constantly update that, reevaluate your life, but define who and how you want to live. And then go back and build the little baby steps to get you there. Sounds like great advice. It is. And I for, I for there's a book that I always recommend. It's the one here, Living Forward, A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and Get the Life You Want. It's from Michael Hyatt. It takes about three months to go through that book. It's a very easy read, but it takes most people, I think, about three months to actually think about their life. And one of the first exercises is to write your eulogy. Hmm. So begin with the end, end in, in mind. mind. Yeah. Define how you want to be talked about and then figure out how to live that life and, and do it for every single part of your life, whether it be health, relationships, spirituality, work, whatever your life parts are, define what you want and then go make the difference. And here's where you're going to run into problems. You are the average of the five people around you. When you start to change, you unfortunately might have to fire some people around you. Do it nicely, but you might need to build a new group because if they're not growing,
0: they're going to hold you back. The beauty of that, of course, though, is that we're not limited these days to the five people that are are actually in front of us. Once upon a time, it was the five people you spent most time with around you. But because of the the connections that we have and the, and the and the and the ability we have to make connections those five people can be anywhere they can be anywhere and you don't even have to
1: necessarily know them or be mm. in the room with them in the sense that I can now get on the internet I don't need to be next to Wim Hof to learn how to breathe he he gives it away for free yeah. on the internet so i can I can spend Twelve minutes every morning, or fifteen minutes with Hoff in my circle. Yeah, breathing with him, right? Yep. I hear his voice, and there we go. And and there are ways to do this. And it's
0: the cool thing is it's all free today, yep. right? I don't have to pay. For As you that. say, information is free. It's, it's, it's yeah. ac- action and, um, and and doing the work is the
1: bit that's not free. <laughs> Correct. And, and, and most people won't take the steps. They won't show up and do the work. And that's why they're stuck where they are
0: because. So, so after your in half breathing, do you get the cold shower?
1: I struggle with the cold shower. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so
0: what I did do
1: and, and what I do now, especially now that, you know, winter is coming for us in our gym, the sauna, I think is at about, 180 or 200 degrees it's pretty hot in there so i will walk out of there and i will go outside to get the car so i'm going from 180 to like 32 or 35 degrees fahrenheit it gives me a little bit of that but yeah the cold shower is good there are a lot of benefits to that
0: it's all very very refreshing you have to you have to get used to it (laughs) (laughs) so moving on what's the one question you'd like people to ask you It's what we've talked about. Mm.
1: Just take the damn step. Mm. Go pick one part of your life and try something different and take a step, whether it's how you eat, how you move, what you read, creating a life plan. Like there's no the information's all there. Yeah. The only
0: question is, is will you do it? Will you do it? Absolutely. Will you will do you, it? Do, do, do you want change? Yes. Then change something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go do it. And I think that's where people struggle. It, it and and I think for many of us, that's what it is. Sometimes we need to be pushed so we can fly. Fear holds us back. What is that quote? It's something like, you know, hell is is. When you die and you come to realize the person you could have been, right? <laughs> because of all the things you didn't do. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: and, yeah.
1: and I know I'm butchering that, but it, it's kind of that reality.
0: But it is. So, that's the point, isn't it? I mean, we get to us. I mean, I guess the point you and I are, are, are of a certain age and we can see the relevance of it. And we also, both of us, probably carry the guilt for the things that we didn't do in the past and we had the opportunity to do so. So, and. You know.
1: Yeah, somewhat. I, I mean, there are parts of me that don't have the guilt because even though I worked <clears> in a career that I didn't love, it gave me the two things I wanted. And that's why I kept doing it. Time and money, freedom. Yeah. And so I have no regrets about that. Um,
0: I don't have any regrets about the journey I've taken and I wouldn't do it any yeah. other way. But I do recognize there were points when there were opportunities when I, which I didn't take and I could have done. And I recognize I didn't take them because of fear and family programming and all the things that I, I, you know, you know, my mother said, "Get a job, get a job, and stick with it." And I took her, I took her word for it. So what I've done is
1: not program my kids, mm. and I've given them the freedom <clears throat> yeah. to make better choices, including. Hey, if you want to drop out of college, drop out of college. It's a waste of time and money anyway. Um, figure out what you want to do and how you do it. And the bigger thing that I kind of tried to do is figure out their natural talents. Yeah. And then give them the opportunities to play with those natural talents as a kid. Mm. And so both my kids have had those opportunities to spend. Their time in their teenage years, working on those natural talents, which puts them light years ahead of anybody else, and they they don't have those limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. and they have the ability to do it because we have the time, to- the money, freedom. So that gives me the ability to spend money or to figure out a way to allow them to do things. That will will do that. And then we have conversations. Like we have the the harder conversations and we allow them the freedom to fail. And we don't, it's not about the failing. It's like, hey, you tried this. Let me help you connect some dots. Because what I have found is most, I used to coach soccer. Biggest problem I ran into is nobody could connect the dots. Like you have to connect the dots for these kids and show them how this action ended up in this result and tie it together for them. Yeah. And then their eyes start to open up and and they have the ability to do that. So I've afforded my kids that ability. And so I'm I know that they will go off and, and succeed in life.
0: Mm. All you can or you can hope for isn't it really?
1: that's all you can hope for you know but i've given them everything they need and Mm. now it's up to them they don't always listen to everything but that's okay (laughs)
0: they've got they've got to make they've got to carve their own path and that's that's they do sometimes
1: you have to learn the lesson for yourself even though you've been shown it (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: and we and our lesson is to sit back and watch Mm -hmm. and it is and not to say anything from time to time let go (laughs) So what is it that you do for people and how do they get in touch with you? Um, So what I I work with small business
1: owners and what I do for them, uh, and I was shocked about this. A lot of them, they went into business to do what they loved, Mm. but they didn't go into business to understand the business of business Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or the accounting side of the business. Right. So I sit in that role. I help them with the business finances so that they can make wiser choices. And then I help them figure out kind of how does their business and their life go together. So we make sure that their business is in congruence with what they truly want out of life. And and we try and help them to uh, keep all of that together. Um, As far as reaching out to me, if you're on the business side, the the website is profitcomesfirst.com. If you're not on the business side and you just want to learn the money and the, the life side, it's RicherSoul.com. And on that side, we really go deep into pretty much what we've been talking about today. And we'll explore those in much, much deeper detail
0: with people. That sounds lovely. So those links will be available at the website, LifePassionAndBusiness.com and also in the podcast app. So just do check them out. So, Rocky, we get to our last question, which is the big one, really, which I think we've kind of touched on a little bit without really saying it. What do you think the meaning of life is for you?
1: For me, it's being a dad mm-hmm. and being <clears throat> a husband and kind of figuring out this journey. What, what does it really mean and learning to let go of it all? Yeah. Um, the, the next part of my journey I have no control over, which is being a grandfather.
0: Oh, wow!
1: you know, because it's not up to me, is it? No. <laughs> it's not. And I think knowing what I know now, I, I think it's going to be fun to experiment with kids who are three, four, and five and start teaching them things like how to breathe, how to move. Like mm. if you watch a kid, a kid knows how to move and then <clears> we program it out of them. It's going to be fun watching and teaching them how to stay moving, how to stay breathing, how to remove fear from their upbringing and their programming. And then, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, we've all been programmed, but why our parents teach us, right? And, and all those different things, how do we remove the programming and allow them the experience to figure it out without restraint? And without somebody else putting something on there. So it's, it's going to be much more intentional round two of, of letting the kids truly explore. And I think part of that, again, it's not my choice, um, is maybe walking away from traditional schooling entirely and just letting the kids have those years to explore and, and learn and, and do things with a lot more freedom, I think it, I think it would create for a much much better life. And I'm watching other people do it now with their kids, and I'm watching how they're teaching their kids physical activity. It's quite
0: weird. Yeah, there's quite an industry around this hacking school, like you know, like mm-hmm. you know, following what someone wants and then like creating the, the environment so they get that learning.
1: And I think we can be much stronger than we we seem to be the human body is capable of much more than we allow it. And I think if you can, if you can learn to move at a young age, then you have the ability to truly build up strength and, and flexibility and movement and do all those things. It's harder once we've destroyed our body (laughs) with chemicals. But if a kid can stay free, I just think it's going to be
0: wild to watch that happen. So, I mean, and that's being a dad. Do you have any, any greater sense of what humanity is for? A greater sense of humanity? I, you know
1: what? I. I think we're just here to play and have fun. Mm-hmm. Too many people just don't play and have fun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because there's got to be more to life than just this. This is just one part of our experience, I think. You know, when you go to Eastern culture, it it is much more about multiple lives, about finding that progress and and going through these experiences and Hmm. learning to constantly improve your soul.
0: On that note, I think it's a a good place to end. Rocky, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been a, a joy to talk to you.
1: It has been a Honor to be with you, and Paul. If I could ask your audience to do one thing, I would really appreciate it. If you enjoy this show, would wherever you're listening, would you be so kind as to thank Paul by leaving a rating or you know a review of the show? It, it helps him to know that you're listening and you've been helped, and it let, helps to others to find him and
0: to get the wisdom that he constantly shares. Thank you so much. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Rocky, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All the best. And that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my guest, Rocky Lalvani. If you would like to connect with Rocky on the business side, do check out his website, profitcomesfirst.com. You can also find him on Twitter and on LinkedIn. There's also the personal development site, richersoul.com All of those links can be found at the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. And while you're there, hopefully you have been following this podcast for a while and have explored the five questions for yourself. But if not, what's stopping you? You know, after hundreds of interviews, I can say with a hand on my heart that having answers to the questions about our passion... A picture of success an awareness of contribution thoughts around the one question and the sense of what it all means that is the path to a good life now look you don't need me to tell you that our world is changing faster than at any other time certainly any time that I can remember and we must be sure to know who we are and what we want out of this journey because we will not get it unless we choose it so please give it some thought because you know your future depends on it and if you'd like some help with that process do check out the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com where you will find the five questions ebook and worksheets now this stuff is packed with exercises to help you on the journey towards self-discovery and it's at the amazing price of just $12.99 so do check that out at the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com Now, finally, has this podcast been useful to you? If so, please consider giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing. And of course, sharing it with a friend, because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. And that's it from me until Sunday. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. I so appreciate your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.